you got to ask yourself, what kind of life am I trying to live? I know people that I'm related to very closely that they don't ask themselves, like, what kind of life do I want to live? So they just get angry about everything. And Mm -hmm. then that person pissed you off and that person disappointed you and that person let you down and that person doesn't have common sense. And I'm like, why do you care so much? Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm EJC and on in the house. I was gonna say on the ones and twos, but I don't we have screwed any it up again. Uh, again. Episode one hundred and ninety seven hundred. <laughs> and you still mess up your name every single time. I didn't mess up my name. I said exactly how I want to be presented. All right. Cool. EJC. What's your what in the world, sir? My what in the world is I had I don't know if it was an insult or if it was blasphemy. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I had this person that I encountered in the world that basically told me that, and they were upset with me. Okay. And they said, I'm going to go and create hell and then I'm going to have hell rain (laughs) on your head. (laughs) Let me guess. You told a customer, no, they didn't get their way. I didn't tell any customer Anything. I just, this is a person I encountered in the world. Okay. Was he or she homeless on Skid Row with mental health issues? I, apparently. Okay. Right. But apparently me and the uh, and folks apparently. that are uh, without home, we struggle with one another. Even though I'm so polite and giving, I just never have been treated very well. So, and I don't, you know. Wait, were you the one, be- speaking of homeless, were you the one that told me the joke today if if a kid is homeless, does the teacher still give them homework? Uh, I wouldn't be that insensitive. But That's really insensitive. That is not insensitive. But not I think asking. you asked me that. That was a silly joke I heard on TikTok. <laughs> and they said, but if a kid doesn't have a home, can a teacher actually give homework? And I thought, that, that is, is so wrong. mean. Okay, I would not ever make a joke like that. Okay, so what in the world is someone said that they were going to purposefully create hell just so you could experience it. Yeah, and then rain hell on me. Because they are the creator of all things. Well, I always thought about that. And I was like, wow, that's a real godlike thing to say. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to create hell. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> that was my what in the world. It was I like, bet it bothered you for maybe 10 seconds. And when I say bother, I mean you were curious and then you just moved on. Oh, I thought it was extremely hilarious. Yeah. Because I was like, people are just so creative. Like, if you're going to insult someone mm-hmm. and then you say, you know what, I'm going to. I hate you so much, I'm going to create hell. Right. And then I'm going to let it re- hell rain on you. And I was like, that is good. That, that, you, you did something good. Yeah. Huh? Great job winning. <laughs> winning. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So my what in the world, this past week, I purchased a vehicle. That's kind of cool, right? And the real reason I did it, I'll just be honest, is because we filled up my truck, my Yukon, that I no longer need because I don't have a family anymore. <laughs> uh, I have two missing children. 
So I just, I was really upset because it was like $125 to fill up my tank. Right. And I was just very upset. So it had been a long time since we paid a car payment. It's all paid off. And then I just spiraled down the rabbit hole. I thought I wanted an electric car. But then when I settled on what I wanted, it was actually what we've already pre-ordered for you. And I was like, we can't get the same car. No. Can we just be clear? You obsessed about it. I obsess over everything. Yeah, though. you obs- you were like, I can't even go to sleep. I have to find a car tonight. I go tonight. Yeah, because like, I didn't get the test drive. No, yet. what I needed to do was I needed to like I had a certain budget, and I was like, okay, what does this budget give me? Mm-hmm. Like, what are all of the options under the sun for this budget? Yeah, that's how I think you should do research. Okay. Yeah. Like you, you're going to get a Tesla because you want an electric car, but I'm trying to tell you there are many electric cars out there. Like that's not oh, wait, the only. I just told you that today. Yeah, you but like, you're you still. You just order it. I was just like, okay, I want to Because shop I know you, you only are looking at one other vehicle. I've brought other ones to your attention and you don't want to look at see, them. People, I hope the people listen to this. This is where my lovely wife goes wrong. It happened when we were, re- when we were remodeling the house. She wants like a thousand options options and then to be confused and paralyzed to make one decision. That's not true. I just want, okay, if I have a primary option, I just want one just to say, okay, let me just put it up against this one. And if I could put it up against this one. What if you put it up against the wrong one? I'll be fine. Well, then just order the Tesla. Because there's a primary. That makes no sense. Yeah. So what I'm saying is is limit your options sometimes, people. Don't go too So back to my story. This is my (laughs) way in the world. I bought a car. And I will just say I went to several different dealerships because one, there are no cars in stock anywhere. And that's kind of the what in the world that I want to chat with you guys about is when we were remodeling our house, everything was like on back order. You know, the sofa that we ordered was going to take like six months. There were certain tiles and stuff that were going to take like three months to get there. And I was going through a remodel with some other people that were also doing some work to their home. And they were just complaining so much about how long things were going to take. And I'm like, but you know, you're not alone, right? Right. So anyways, I'm shopping around for the car and I already know what's in stock because I've called the dealership and asked, hey, do you have it? Yes, it's on our showroom floor. We can't guarantee it. Also, we are charging $5,000 more than the sticker price because they're in high demand and we can, right? And so- First come, first serve. Basically, if you drive out here an hour to come look at this car, there's a good chance it might not be here considering we used to have 400 cars on the lot and today we have 12. Mm -hmm. Like, so everybody wants a car. There are no cars. Production is like kind of been halted or slowed down and there's delays, right? So the 2022s are not really out. They're probably not going to be here for another six to nine months, potentially 12 months. So it was interesting because the the people that I was talking to, like I had all the facts. I was like, oh, yeah, I know they're out of stock. Oh, yeah, I know it's a nine-month, 12-month production. Oh, yeah, I know. And they're like, thank you for being so understanding. And so most of them were saying that they just get yelled at all day long, which I have no – I just can't comprehend why we're so far into this pandemic and you still don't understand that things have been delayed. And so – My what in the world is like these poor people that are in these service industries that have to deal with angry customers who are being demanding and like wanting what they want right then. And then just being rude about it just makes no sense to me. Yeah. There you you have it. You know me. I don't, I have, I don't get, I don't understand. We don't care about stuff like that. Well, I just don't understand why anger is even necessary. Like it's not going to get you a semiconductor so you can have a chip that no one has, which by the way, 
it really makes the world really small when you think about that. Like, because this is global. Like, mm-hmm. people can't get, we can't have chips for our cars and, like, and computers and things of that nature. So it's just an interesting time. And in the that. guy that helped me, Jimmy from Resnick in Arcadia, Resnick Shout Mercedes. Shout out to Jimmy. Shout out to Jimmy. I took off my mask because we were talking about this. I said, let me take off my mask so you could see my face. He's a Chinese guy from China. English is his second language. We talked all about food and everything. And I said, there's a saying that you need to know what it means. You catch more bees with honey. And he said, he like thought about it. He goes, oh, that is good. That is good. (laughs) Right. And that's the thing that I want to tell the people that are listening to the Push podcast. Like when you want something and you want people to like go through hell and high water to make it happen for you, or you want them to make exceptions, you literally catch more bees with honey. And that means just be nice. Like someone's going to be more inclined to want to pull some strings or make some things happen for you if you're nice. But if yeah. you're not, which I experience so many angry people buying cars at a Mercedes dealership. I'm like, I don't know if it's your entitlement, if it's your view on the world. I don't know what it is, but you need to chill out. Yeah. And it's funny because I think it is the view of the world because I think that I think when people are upset, they want someone to pay for it, mm-hmm. right? So, and I'll take this back. I'll say this. When people are disappointed, they turn it into anger and they want someone to pay for it, even if it's not someone's fault. But instead of like putting that away and saying, okay, well, how can I approach this person in a way that motivates them to want to go the extra mile for me to figure it out? They don't think that rational. They think about, I want you to pay. And after I make you pay by giving you an attitude, yelling at you or telling you off, then I want you to help me. Yeah, not going to do it. <laughs> I want you to help me to your fullest extent. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to politely uh, decline. <laughs> right. But gotta, you're like, right. What you said is that when people are upset, they're looking for someone to take it out on, someone right. to blame, someone to be angry at. For example, like the governor in California, Governor Newsom, what a, you know, whatever you want to call him, fill in the blank of your choice. If you live in California, it's a big deal. Like everyone hates Governor Newsom for some reason. I don't think seventy percent yeah. of people didn't hate him. Exactly, but <laughs> there's a lot of people that when I'm just on Instagram, I'm watching all of these people like attack this governor, and I'm like, he didn't cause the pandemic. He didn't really have like a play by play. Like there was no playbook that mm-hmm. told him what to do. And every single time I see someone bash like the way that he handled the pandemic, I'm like, what would you have actually done differently? Never can they answer. So someone was telling me today, like they're going on strike against the schools and they're taking their kids out of school and they're punishing the school district. I'm like, sounds like you're punishing your kids because now they miss a day (laughs) of damn school and they got makeup work, right? Right, right? Okay. So we're upset. We don't send our kids to school. Fine, whatever. But what do you get from that? Like, I don't know. And then in the same breath, this person said, well, have you seen California has the lowest COVID rates right now, probably because they made us wear masks for the last 18 (laughs) months. And I thought, so the same guy that made you wear masks when you were upset is also warranted these results that are pretty stellar. And now we're still mad. And so we're still picketing. I just don't understand. Well, because they have different goals. Right. Right. The goal is just be pissed off at someone. I think the thing is, is like you don't have to be a part of the political party that Newsom, you know, and this is not even about Newsom. But what it is, is about is like when you're upset about something like this. Whether it's having to wear a mask or vaccinations and all these, not getting your car or your sofa on time, right? Like 
you got to ask like yourself. Someone doesn't always have to be to blame, I right, guess, is what I'm blame, saying. But it, like, you got to ask yourself, what's my goal here? What, mm-hmm. what do I want to accomplish? Is my goal to like to live a happy, healthy life? Okay, that tells you something. Well, maybe I should you know, oblige these things so I don't have any issues. Well, if my wait. goal is to say, I want to be able to have my own like liberties and do the things I want to do without anyone being telling me what to do. Then the reality is pick a planet, pick a different planet. Exactly. Because I got to tell you, and this is just my little rant. If you listen to Push Podcast, you may not agree, but we don't live in a free nation. We live in a nation that provides liberties. And when a certain liberty hampers someone else's life, we create laws so that you can't impact anymore. So So when people say, I want to, we live in a land of the free, I go, we don't live in a land of the free. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, what you don't want is you don't want absolute freedom because right. then you have chaos, mm-hmm. right? And then, so we like our order. We just want our order selfishly. Right. We want our own types of things and we want to make sure that it doesn't impinge on what we're doing. But the reality is, is that's what the United States is made of. It's made of laws. And, and so not to get too, too crazy about that, but that's what people are upset about. It just drives me up the wall. Well, I think the whole point of today's podcast is about <laughs> shifting your perspective. Right, and your like, version. <laughs> it's your version, right? And so I'll just like have you sit with that. When you find yourself being upset or disappointed about something that you feel is maybe not going the way that you wanted, it's not going your way, it's infringing upon a belief or something, just ask yourself before you become reactional, before you become reactive, I mean, before you become defensive or angry or just mean, ask yourself, what kind of life am I trying to live? Mm -hmm. I think it's just an important question because if I'm trying to live a life of peace and like no stress, then I'm just going to be like, okay, I guess the car that I want is not in stock. What do I need to do to get it? Literally, the guy said, well, you can fly to New York and drive it home. I was like, oh yeah, that's not an option. I don't want to put all those miles on a Mm -hmm. car, you know, but Like, you got to ask yourself, what kind of life am I trying to live? I know people that I'm related to very closely that they don't ask themselves, like, what kind of life do I want to live? So they just get angry about everything. And Mm -hmm. then that person pissed you off and that person disappointed you and that person let you down and that person doesn't have common sense. And I'm like, why do you care so much? Yeah. And so that's a great segue because what we're really talking about today is like people filter the world in a couple of ways. And so we've talked about perception. We've talked about your interpretation on other podcasts. What we want to talk about today really is about like, what are the three kind of categories or filters people use and how do they play out and how does that version or your version of the world maybe killing you or maybe impacting you or maybe making things even worse. And so like, There's three things, and those three things are when you experience anything in the world, whether you're experiencing a problem or you're experiencing anything, whether it be COVID or not being able to get a car, you're either seeing it in in its permanence, meaning that I'm never going to be able to get a car, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think you ever said that. No. But I guarantee people have walked off of car lots and said, I'm never going to be able to get it. Yeah. Right? They think that the issue that they're going through is going to be forever. Right. It's a permanent issue. <laughs> it's a permanent issue. Mm-hmm. And so that plays out everywhere. Right. And so we, we see that is, is when bad events happen, people may say something like, you always make a mess. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of saying something to the fact that when you eat barbecue sauce, you can't make a mess sometimes. Right. Well, how, <laughs> it's kind of just speaking in absolutes. Right. You know, like we talked about this in the marriage episode. Don't speak in absolutes. You never take the trash out. Mm-hmm. Well, I take the trash out almost every single time the trash goes out, but I don't take it out 100% of the time. Sometimes right. I forget. 
So saying something like you never take the trash out is not actually accurate. Right. right. So don't speak in absolutes and don't make things like a permanent situation. Right. And I think that when you do that, when you make things permanent, you're also obviously being pessimistic, but you're also not being realistic. The Mm -hmm. reality is, is that, you know, nothing is permanent. Mm -hmm. Right. And nothing is unchangeable. And the reality is, is whether you think COVID is horrible and you think this is never going to end, it will end. Mm -hmm. It will come to an end. It will get to a place where this will be history. We'll read about it. We'll write about it. We'll talk about it as if it was like the history books that you read today. But that's something I think that's so important. So I really want people to understand, like, are you making things permanent when they're not? Right. And check your language. Yeah. So the second thing is pervasiveness. And that means that you see one thing and you think it's everything. So, Mm -hmm. for example, I was talking to someone today and they said that people who are talking on their phone, on the speakerphone, mm. they don't have common sense. It was my dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> meaning that the one action you think represents all people. Right. So it was my dad. And I, he was talking to me on my phone. And then when that happened, I was trying to kind of do something at the same time. And then I just got, I handed you the phone so that way you can deal with it. You know why? Because right. you're like Jesus and I am not. And so what I wanted to share with him was, okay, this is the story, people. My dad, Craig Marcoli, he was saying that he hates it when people come into his place of business and they're on their phone having a conversation. He's like, finish your conversation outside. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready to talk to me, then you come into the store, right? And I just go, it reminds me of the time that I went to the grocery store. Now, let me just I have two businesses that I run. I've got three children. I've got a busy life, right? I'm going to the grocery store to pick up a couple of items so I can also go home and multitask cooking dinner. And like, you don't know what I have going on in my life. right? But I, because I worked in a grocery store, because I've worked in customer service, I understand like everything I do is very fast. Would you agree? Like I'm 10 steps ahead. So I can do this like thing. I can talk on the phone. I can be, so I'm waiting to do my Apple Pay at the grocery store and I'm on a phone call, a very important phone call. And I'm waiting for the cashier. I'm literally watching her. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm on the call and I'm answering, you know, talking about an appointment or whatever. And I'm waiting for her to scan the last item so that way she can hit the button so I can Apple pay. right? Right. So I've got my purse and I've got my phone just waiting. I have AirPods in. Right. And so I'm getting ready to pay And before she scans the thing, she's like, excuse me, I know you're on the phone, but are you ready to pay? And I was like, hold on a second. I'm sorry, what? And she was like, well, I know you're on the phone, but like she had an issue with the fact that I was on the phone. So I got off of the phone. I was like, let me call you back. And I said, I'm just so confused right now because I was waiting for you to finish ringing me up so that way I could pay. And she goes, okay, well, I'm done. I just noticed that you were on the phone. Says it three times, right? And I said, I'm sorry, me being on the phone didn't hold up anyone that's way this conversation is holding up the line now. And she goes, well, just because you were on, she says it one more time. And I said, let me explain something to you. Your job is to provide customer service to me. I'm not supposed to provide service to you. Mm. I don't have to get off the phone to be polite and say, hi, you have no clue what I have going on right now. And as long as I'm not holding up the line or cussing in line, this has nothing to do with you. So the next time you decide to tell your customers how they need to provide service to you, you need to think about what your job is. Dang. And I was so like annoyed with it because 
Again, I've been in customer service. People come in on their phone all the time. I understand that you've got things to do. I'm here to serve you. That is my job. That's why I have a job. That's what I get paid to do. So for my dad to tell that story and say it's common sense that people should not be on the phone, it's rude, and you know you should have manners, you have no clue what people are doing. Right. You have no clue what they're – I could have been dealing with a dialysis person or a cancer doctor for you know an ailing child or something, God forbid, but you have no clue what people are doing while they're on the phone. Right. And if you are working in a place where your job is to literally provide service – then you better fucking provide service (laughs) and not expect your customers to give you the same service. With that said, I will say, yes, you can interact with customers that can be difficult, but oftentimes it's what you make of it, right? right? So if someone is like an angry customer to you that tells you they're going to create a special type of hell for you, what you did with it is you just laughed at it. You were like, oh, right. that's that's pretty interesting. Like, how do they come up with that, right? Right. So again, asking the question, what kind of life do you want to live? I want to live a life where I don't take things personally, where I kind of make light and make fun of them, where I'm just easygoing and I don't stress about things. You choose to live your life like that so things don't impact you the way that they might impact my dad, mm-hmm. right? I choose to provide good service. And if people are not in the mood for my smiling, cheery attitude, I'm not going to take it personally and just be like, oh, the world is so terrible and people don't care and people don't hold the door for you and people don't this. When you start blanketing the whole entire world with general statements like that, I hate that. And it's like, it's you. It's not the rest of the world. It's how you're perceiving it, how you're looking at it. And so I want to just tell you to stop. Yeah, and I even challenged him. And I was like, do you think everyone who speaks in their uh, on their speakerphone, like all of them don't struggle with common sense? Even, I don't even know what common sense right. is. Like, you know. Common sense is not common. Right, it's not common. But it's because just Because you have nothing in common with the person next to you who you want to have the same common sense as you. But it's interesting because not just about your dad, but for anyone who kind of carries that like pervasiveness, like what this person does is probably everything they do. Or you know, we see right. this in our society where this group of people represents all people, this person represents all persons, right? All people on their phone in a place of business are rude and have no common sense. And that I know that he doesn't believe that that's true, but he was worked up about it, right? What ends up happening is that you respond in that way. And obviously now you can damage the relationship if you're in a customer service situation or a sales situation where you're trying to sell something. And now you've kind of shot yourself in the foot because you have gotten emotionally tied to this idea that you've given. And I think that what happens in life is like when you start to create this blanket judgment on on all different types of people, you certainly narrow like your view of the world and Mm -hmm. your perception and you give yourself no opportunity to learn someone new because you think like you've got them figured out by right. what action they made or what group they belong to. Well, what happens, I find, is that you start to recognize it, expect it, and then you're angry right. because you're right and you're validating it, right? So uh, everybody that's on the phone, when they come into a place of business, they're rude and they're being disrespectful and they have no manners or no common sense. So now you look for it, right? You look for it to be true. So now someone could walk in on their phone and they laugh too loud or something. You're like, yep, assholes. They always do this, right? I know it. I could spot them from a mile away, right? And you're so you start to create, you, you are. That's yeah. the point. You're going to create this narrative that everyone that you see talking on the phone indoors, you don't want to hear their conversation. You know, they're being rude. 
And then it just, what does that do for you? It doesn't make you happy, right? No. So like, I don't hold space for any of that shit in my life because I just don't care enough. Like, right. if you want to be on the phone, be on the phone. Now, with that said, we did do an episode like a while back where we're super annoyed when people play their music loud for yeah. everyone to hear in like a public space. Like, let's say you get on the train and you have a boom box, <laughs> like put your AirPods in, like you put some headphones on. That's rude, but also I don't think all people who play music loud are rude. No, I yeah, and I think that you just have to say something if you want. Like I even said to him, I said I get where he's coming from. I get like I don't. It can be overwhelming can when be you're over- in a quiet space a and quiet someone's space. on their phone. Yeah, and you're having a conversation mm-hmm. with someone, and someone's in the speakerphone. You're like, okay, this is disrupting, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't make them necessarily a rude person. It just may make them someone that's not aware that they're creating. I'll give you an example. You're in the car with like four people going somewhere and maybe listening to music or something or having a conversation. Someone answers a phone call in the back seat and they're loud and just like laughing and like I'm like, okay, well, let me turn down my radio. And then I feel obligated to like stop talking and like be quiet. To me, that's just a lack of like you're just not paying attention. That it's like an awareness surroundings kind of thing, but I don't think you're stupid. It doesn't piss me off. I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. Right, right. So if you're in the car with other people, don't be on the phone having like a full-blown conversation, laughing, and then like, oh, sorry. Like, well, what do you mean, sorry? You're in the same vehicle I am. It's just weird. Right. (laughs) Don't do that. And like, I've just people that movie theaters because they've been talking. Like, oh, I, I, I get it. That, yeah. Like, I didn't, I think that. But I'm, again, we're going to let it happen like five times. And I'm like, shh. And then I turn around, like, <laughs> shh. I'm like, and I yell, quiet. Like, you know, I do stuff like that. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> and I've done it. The girls have been so embarrassed because people are talking. And I know yeah. that they are probably thinking that no one can hear them. I'm letting them know I can hear you. Yeah. But that's also a rule. Like, it comes across the screen. <laughs> Before the movie starts, like, please right. be That's quiet. Not, You're watching the, the movie the, with other people. Yeah, there's no rule at the grocery store that says, please get off your phone no. so you can play, pay attention to our And, you know, they would never do that. Like, right. if the manager knew that she was giving me service like that with some expectation that I shouldn't be on the phone, you have no clue what kind of business deal I'm doing, whose life I'm helping to fight for, what I'm battling with in my life. Get out of my business. <laughs> you get paid to put my shit in a bag. Mind do that. your business. Mind your business. <laughs> so anyways, so, next ne- thing. The next thing is personalization. And so personalization is like you do something and you made a mistake, right? And you say to yourself, oh, I can't believe I did it. I'm so stupid. Mm-hmm. And so you internalize it as if like you are the problem. Mm-hmm. And what I always communicate to people, especially like in coaching situations, is that you are not the problem, but your behavior is, mm-hmm. which is the separate. action may right. have been stupid. So what but you you're not did stupid. was stupid. Right. You're not stupid. No. But what you did is stupid. But what we find is a lot of times people really internalize failure and some people really internalize success. Like I am the shit, right? And so their like ego Nate gets from Ted Lasso. Right. Their ego exactly. Their uh-huh. ego gets inflated to this place where they forget. That it's their behaviors that make them successful. Mm. And yes, they could be a person that is smart. Yes, they could be a person that is hardworking. Like all those things are great. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you you understand it's the actions that you're taking that are, that are making the difference. Yeah. So all of this to say your version of the world could be killing like the way you see it, mm. could be killing your energy, could be 
stifling. It could be, oh, for sure. The whole stress situation. Like I just watch people hold the stress. I'm like, why do you hold that? What do you get from that? Let that go. And then people just go, it makes me so angry. I'm like, but why like do you he give said it on the, the phone, power? he said, he says, now I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm all worked up. I'm like, you're all worked up. This is a conversation. Like, if it makes you all worked up, then you should probably, you need a different strategy. Like, yeah. You need to think about this differently. So I love you, dad, but you definitely need a different strategy. <laughs> Absolutely. So this was a short and sweet episode, right? And I think I'll end it with this. My dental hygienist hygienist mm-hmm. asked me the other day, she was like, how do you come up with titles for your podcast? And I was like, uh, we usually just talk about things that we're dealing with for the week or things that have come up or shown up for us. And that's kind of how we attack it, right? right? And so this week, this is what has come up is like, people's view of the world and the things that they get upset about and the way that you just like let things carry this weight and all of this energy that just it just feels so much better to just give less fucks about. Yeah. And I think this is really about the style of the world and how you see the world. And what we were trying to just bring light to is that like check your style. Like if you look at things and you see one thing and you think, that one thing always happens or you see one thing happen and you think it happens everywhere or mm-hmm. if you see something or, that occurs and you think that or a problem that happens, you think it's because of who you are in your identity instead of the behaviors you have. Those things could be hampering you and they could be putting you in a really tough place in life where you're sad, you're depressed, you're angry, you're frustrated, you can't stand people and, and all of a sudden all your relationships deteriorate. You know, the things, the networking and the communication and the connections you have with people deteriorate. All those things happen because of the style in which you see the world and in your perception. And it really comes down to those three things. You think things are permanent. Do you think things are everywhere? And do you think that it's you or is it outside of you? Right. So I think it's just something we wanted to bring to the table and hope you got something from it. Yeah. So hopefully this sparks some good conversation. Chat with your family, your friends, your loved ones, and just see Pay attention to people's language. Pay attention to your language. Are you putting a blanket statement over something? Everyone's like this. Have you seen there are no good workers out there? Everyone's collecting unemployment. Like all of these whole like blanket statements that pertain to everything or everyone. That's an exaggeration. Right. That will ruin your life. (laughs) The next one is exaggerating the timing of something, Mm. you know. You never do this. They always do this. Oh my God, every single time I do this, this happens, right? right? We're all guilty of that. It's storytelling, but also that could be ruin your life. Absolutely. And then the last one is just how hard you are on yourself. Like, ah, oh, Kayla used to do this thing. Ah, oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> and she would just be funny about it. But it's true that a lot of people really live their life like that. So, yeah. and that, and so that, lighten up a bit. Yeah, and that last one's like, it's a balance between there are certain things that are like your fault mm-hmm. and then there are things that are out of your control. Yeah. And the key is understanding like that balance. Like, hey, this is my fault. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me stupid. It doesn't make me incapable. But I have to make sure I take the things that are in my control and put into action and make a change. Yeah, that one's a tricky one because like we're we're not telling you not to take responsibility. Right. Like, for example, if you have bills piling up and your credit is bad, you caused that. Right. Your habits did that, right? But it's also not you that's a failure or a loser or someone that can never get things right. It's your habits. And so that's kind of the point of this episode is like, do you have the habit of 
blaming people? Do you have the habit of being angry or disappointed when things don't go your way? Do you have the habit of beating yourself up or putting labels on yourself? All of those things can ruin your life and keep you stuck. Yeah. And I think that we have to think about it as like, what's easier to change, the behavior or you? Yep. Right? It's far easier to change the behavior, but you have to recognize that it is behavior and it's not your identity. Because I think that that's where people get lost. They think in my identity is I suck at this. And just because you've done something your whole life one way doesn't mean you have to continue, especially if it isn't serving you, right? right? So I've always been upset about this, this, and this. Well, yeah, how where has that gotten you? Yeah. Like, So you can always try on new things. It's like an outfit, right? Try yeah. on new thoughts, try on different outfits. You can outgrow different outfits, different thinking, ways of doing life. And yeah, so that's it. That's it. I hope you got something good out of this. <laughs> I don't know. Let us know in the comments. Slide into our DMs, leave a rating or a review, join the Pusher Society, get a Guide to Thrive journal on Amazon. So many things that we can do. So Absolutely. We will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks right. for listening. Bye. We'll push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through